All right, so this is either good news or bad news for uh, you big-time investors out there. Uh, J.P. Morgan launching its own cryptocurrency. Uh, first major U.S. bank to create its own cryptocurrency. wonder why they didn't like Bitcoin. wonder why they didn't like Bitcoin. Why Bitcoin was just so bad. Oh! Oh, maybe because they were making their own. <laughs> I still don't understand the whole Bitcoin. How can you create money out of nowhere? <laughs> I freaking hate bankers, man. Okay, so I wanted to uh, actually vote uh, on the best Geico commercials because they had a big contest. And how great is that, that Geico has a contest promoting their own commercials? I mean, it's a commercial about promoting their own commercials. Tremendous. But the voting uh, stopped uh, the 5th of this month. So 5th of February, 2019. So I didn't get to vote in. I kept putting it off and I kept forgetting. And and uh, and so it's over. And there was a sweepstakes that you could enter to be in one of the commercials and that kind of thing. It was a whole big thing that they put on. It was a great campaign. Uh, I'm just an, an idiot and never voted. But it would have taken you know forever to go through those t- the, all the commercials and vote for which ones are the best ones. But uh, the votes are, are in. The votes are now in, all right, for the top Geico commercials. And uh, I don't know that I agree with uh, with them or not. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's not bad. Um, you know, the top five, the top five is uh, the spy. Uh, you know, if you're a mom, you call it the worst time. Um, the squirrels, the two squirrels causing the car accident. Uh, the caveman at the airport, ah, that's pretty good. And the caveman ones are, you know, kind of kind of cool. Uh, number two is Maxwell the pig. Uh, and then the number one Geico commercial voted on by, I don't know how many multi-billions of people online. Hump day. Uh-oh, guess what day it is. Guess what day it is, huh? Anybody? Julie, hey, guess what day it is? Oh, come on, I know you can hear me. Mike, 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 what day is it, Mike? <laughs> Leslie, guess what today is? It's hump day. Woo-hoo! Ronnie, how happy are folks who save hundreds of dollars switching to Geico? I'd say happier than a camel on Wednesday. Hump day! Get happy, yeah! get Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. There were some honorable mentions, and I, first of all, <laughs> I have no idea why I love that stupid Hump Day commercial, but it does kind of deserve to be number one, because once you hear it or see it, you're ended up walking around the house, at least I am, Hump Day! <laughs> so unless you have your family telling you to shut up with the Hump Day. <laughs> the honorable mentions you know the soap opera reality show possum the geico interview the collect call yeah the collect call is kind of cute um well, that's kind of good but uh you know it's not as good as hope day couple of stories that fascinated me uh throughout the week here on uh, fat pile friday um 
a burglary suspect uh, offered homeowners a couple hundred bucks not to call the police. Uh, the, the, the owners, the homeowners, came home, found him inside the house, uh, and he was, uh, "Hey, uh, how you doing? Uh, I know that's a strange minivan in the driveway, and I didn't have time to throw stuff in it, but uh, if I give you a couple hundred bucks, uh, would you not call the police, and that'll be okay?" I know that uh, you know. I know that your video game systems are in the car, and I didn't have time to take anything else. But uh, you know, don't worry about that. Just, just don't call the police. I mean, I'll give you a couple hundred bucks. Eh, no, they didn't take the deal. By the way, and another great story. And when you think that the world has gone crazy, um, this is uh, another tremendous story in the world we live in today. It's a Tinder app for cows. It's called Tutter. A mix of dating app Tinder and Utter. It lets farmers swipe right on the cattle they like the look of. They're then directed to a page on the uh, Sell My Livestock website where they can browse more pictures and data about the animals before deciding whether to buy. Uh fantastic and for they can you know they also can use it to uh, try to you know try to hook up as with the human farmers use the smartphones to choose whether they're looking for a male or female swiping through photos uh they put the data at their fingertips i love it tutter and it also uh it eases the transport stress for animals that may rival traditional markets so they they don't have to travel so much and be shown off fantastic tutter Swipe it right. Oh, look at that piece of meat. Speaking of meat. So, you know, no, they're, no, I'm talking about how people order their steaks. They're not going to be mooing. <laughs> I mean, we're, thank you. That's how we eat our meat. I mean, when you see a cow like that, you think, ooh, that one looks like a good piece of meat. Yum. I was going through the story talking about how Americans order their steak. And uh, the steak orders by preparation method is based on data from orders at Longhorn Steakhouse. May 30th, 2016 through May 21st, 2017. So almost a full year of orders at Longhorn Steakhouse. Uh, 2.5% order rare 22.5% order medium rare. 11.7% order well done. 25.8% order medium well. And 37.5% order medium. Uh, Amazing. Now, Americans uh, do not eat their steak rare. That's for sure. Uh, Very few people eat it rare. And uh, I was looking at the cuts of... uh, where they get the order from, like prime rib is, uh, you know, most most to a rare to medium rare orders, short loins of porterhouses, where, how many people order the specific steaks, how they get them cut. Uh, let's be honest. If you, uh, rare is not good, well done is not good. Anywhere, it's obvious, anywhere between medium rare and to the edge of medium to you know almost medium well 
is the way you eat your meat. So there's been so much talk uh, the past, well, the past, you know, few years for sure, since we're getting into uh, more and more years of people using uh, the Internet and having uh, the world at their fingertips in a, in a box that they hold in their hand and they can't do without. And I'm just as guilty as anyone else. But then uh, we also have the uh, I see all the time where people say, hey, could you go a month without using your phone and live in this house for a month and never use your phone for a million dollars or a hundred thousand dollars or whatever the case is. And I always think, yeah, I could. Cause I, you know, the first, the first couple of days would be tough. First couple of days would be tough because you're so used to using it for everything. And then after that, you'd move on. Well, Lee Richardson, from the Brain Performance Center is here. And, uh, you know, we're talking a little bit about internet addiction. And, and I want to delve into it a little bit because I have a kind of a, I don't know that I, I, I would call it a, an, an all-out addiction. Now, I know that we have, there's uh, several places around the world now that are calling it, a, you know, a, something we need to look into more. Right? A disorder. They're, they're not, uh, it's not necessarily a, a, an addiction property yet, but it's, close right i mean we're we're thinking that it's pretty close um lee richardson from the brain performance center uh, are you all for it's an addiction and we need to give it up well i am all for its addiction and i'll tell you why i look at addiction as a brain disease and addiction has really changed you know 10 years ago we thought it was alcohol and drugs and one out of 10 of us had a had a problem with it but now addiction has turned Two around. Two out of ten in this room, by the way. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> addiction has turned around, and it's based on pleasurable activities, whether that's online gambling, sex, shopping, social media, video games, cell phone usage. All of that is pleasurable. And let me tell you what happens in the brain when that starts. You know, we do it. We start off, oh, this is fun. I like this. And then we keep doing it over and over and over. And the more we do it and the more intensely we do it, those little nerve cells in the brain, they get confused, you know. And those, right. they start kicking out all that dopamine. And dopamine, mm, That's what we're addicted to. That's, a, that's that really oh, feel-good. That's where the addicted? Oh. <laughs> that's that feel-good stuff. And the brain gets confused. It goes from, ah, oh, I like this. I like this to, you know what? I want this. To I need this. I need this. And that's why I really do. I look at a screen time. I think cell phone addiction is one of the biggest problems we have. Okay. So when you say screen time, I think that uh, I think people uh, confuse screen time with just having the phone with them. I mean, if I if I, I have my uh, you know obviously I have my you know my phone with me, darn near twenty four seven. I mean, really, I mean, that's my alarm clock that sits mm-hmm. next to my bed every night. So, I mean, I try once in a while, a couple of days a week, not to look at it, you know, on the weekends, not to look at it the first thing. It's just there charging uh, so that I, you know, have an idea of, uh, I can, I don't have to look at this all the time. But I'm in control. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. But uh, really, it's just over there calling me. Are you going to look at me yet? Where are you at? I'm over here. Come and look at me. But uh, I really do think that, uh, 
given the opportunity to give it up, I don't think it would be I don't think it would be as hard as what I perceive an addiction is to give up. Well, addiction is a really strong word. And, you know, addiction means that you're exerting some kind of influence and power over the brain. And let's think about that. So you can't control the amount that you use it. You continue to use it even when you know there's negative consequences. Have you seen any YouTube videos of dads taking away the video games from their kids? I have. I've seen a couple of those, and I don't know that I believe every one of those. I don't believe every one of anything. (laughs) That's probably a good rule of thumb. Uh, I have seen some of those, and I I don't know that, uh, you know, and I watch those, and I I, I feel like that has a lot to do with the individual. Mm -hmm. uh, I agree. uh, More so than the, you know, the whole big picture of it. But you know, my I, my kids. I mean, I have a I have a 16 year old and an 11 year old, and you know they, you know, for them, their stars aren't what my stars were on TV. Their their stars are the YouTube stars, and so I mean, I end up I I want to watch what they watch, so I watch it with them. But um, you know, it's uh that it's a it was, I just feel like it's a different time though. It's all it's just not instead of watching a television show. No, teens don't watch night. TV. No, they, they watch not. YouTube. Not even. Uh, right. I mean, I have a friend, her four-year-old learned how to work a yo-yo watching YouTube. Right. And he's good. <laughs> he's good. Right. Because there's no, no, there's no, there's no uh, limit to, in his mind, right? He says, oh, I'm supposed to, this is how it's supposed to work. Okay, I can do it. Absolutely. There's no limits. There's no walls. I, I, mean, that's, I get that. But that makes you feel good. You know, the thing like with video games, video games are challenging. And challenging for a lot of people, that's motivating. And you can see yourself move up. Oh, my gosh, I'm so much better today. That makes you feel good. You need that feel good. You know, if you're 16, you come home from school, things haven't gone so well, you feel like you're on the outcast. You know, I'm just going to forget about that. I'm going to pick whether it's video games or social media. Social media, to me, is more deadly because if you post something – and I didn't get anybody to like it. Nobody commented on my dress. Oh, my gosh, it's ugly. It's horrible. I can't wear it. <laughs> okay. But you're right about the video games. And we'll, uh, we'll get on to social media here in a little bit. Because right. I, I think it's I think it's really two different. You're, you're, you know, you're saying that it's the same thing. It doesn't matter. You want that instant feedback. You want to believe that what you posted, uh, people liked. Uh, and that's the argument behind uh, people uh, feeling like they have to commit suicide because they nobody likes their post and they're being uh, somebody is bullying them online, right? The bullying online. Well, you know, and I really bullied, have, if you're bullied online, only 600 people saw it, and if it's just me and you, I can shrug it off. Right, and I, I have a hard time. You know, I like if you if, if I'm being bullied online to use that terminology i i mean i just shut it off i don't care why well, i don't i don't i'll turn the computer off who cares what bill 22 says but <laughs> you're a mature adult well maybe hey, <laughs> That's hey, hey. but let's let's go with the premise that you are a mature adult <laughs> that's a and, tough one but we will and, that's fine. well we you know that's easier for you to do if you think about it and i go back to the brain the brain's not fully developed until you're in your mid to late 20s. The last part of the brain to develop is your frontal lobes. 
that's the part of your brain. That's where your personality lives. That's where everything happens. So, you know, instead of you just somebody says something and upsets you, you overreact. You don't go, eh, what does she know? You know, you don't think through it. You're just more impulsive because you don't have the strength of those frontal lobes to help you. Might do that even if you have the strength of those frontal lobes. Well, that's debatable. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, all right. So let's let's uh, let's walk down that line a little bit. So, in today's world, uh, very difficult. It can be done. Uh, it can be done to raise your children uh, without uh, any kind of uh, uh, electronic devices. It can be done, but it's difficult, and it's difficult. Uh, I mean, you can uh, we you can limit it. You can uh, keep it. Uh, you know, you can limit it to hey, this is the time we use our our internet. This is the time we use our electronics. Then we don't. Uh, or you can just kind of keep an eye on it, hope that you know it's okay. Um, do should we just pull them away? Should we just limit everything? I mean, by and not even limit it, just pull it away. No, you're not going to use it. Well, you know, and you made a point earlier that video games are different than social I think media. They, I think they are. Yeah, and I they do. are. In this respect, they are. Because with video games, I would give that a different answer. With social media, I think that we're we're looking for that instant feedback. And while we're trying to stay connected, with, our, with people that we know, and we're looking to see what they do. And I think that is much easier to limit, I think you can say. Now, the hard part is, is you, the parent, has to model that behavior, you know, and you have to be able to put your phone down. Right. But kids, they turn their homework in now at school right, right. over their phone. Mm-hmm. So take, saying we're not ever going to touch that phone is ridiculous. But saying... You know, we're going to use that phone in an appropriate way, create creating awareness. Do you know how long you're on your phone? And now phones, my Apple, my iPhone gives me all kinds of feedback. You've got so many hours of screen time. You've done this. Right. And I think challenging them and to to be aware, you know, be in control of what that social media time means to you. Instead of doing that, hey, let's me and you. Let's go get it. Let's Ooh, go. Oh, I got to do something with the kids. Yeah, Ooh. you got to. But, you know, let's go get a Starbucks. Let's what, whatever it is your kids like. Right. You know, I think that with social media, you do have to limit it. And I think that it feels good because as much good as there, that comes from social media, there's negative, too. Of course there is. I mean, yeah. of course there is. It's it's, but that's not that's not that's not social media's fault. I mean, that's not Twitter's fault. No, that's, you know, that's the people using it's fault. And it, but it's made us a comparative society. Now we compare everything we do. Yeah, we sure do to what we see on social media. Sure do. I mean, it's not uh, what we see at eight o'clock on NBC mm-hmm. uh, once a week. It's what we see every minute on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. And snapping all, all the other social media sites, that's for sure. So, all right, so let's differentiate. Now, let's put social media aside and go to video games. Well, video games I have a different opinion on because think about video games. You know, video games we do, we come home, man, I've worked all day. I'm tired. It's so easy to pick up that console and play. Just play a game. Or just play a game. And it's very social. A lot of the games that you play, you play with other people. They're sure gaming you can. Yeah, yeah. communities. You see yourself get better at that game. Man, I can level up. Hmm, how about that? You know, 
And it almost gives you a sense of confidence and a purpose. I'm a gamer. Right. So that is something that I don't feel like that you can say, okay, let's just play that for three hours a day, you know, because it's harder. Your, Your identity becomes more wrapped in that. And I think you have to stop and ask yourself, do I lie about how much time I spend gaming? Possible. And am I thinking, even when I'm not playing, am I planning the next time I'm going to play? And, you know, am I isolating myself? Am I choosing not to go downstairs and eat dinner with my family because I'm too involved in my game? And if you're answering those questions... With a yes, yes, and yes, you got a problem. And that's not a type of problem you can just try to put some limitations on. I think that's the type of problem, just like whether it's alcohol or drugs or cigarettes or other addictions, you got to put it down and walk away. That's very hard to do. Very hard to do. When that's your satisfaction, you know, that's, that's your escape. I always say, well, why do you game? Well, it makes me feel calm. Well, it's really hard. Same thing, same reason some people, why do you drink? Right. Makes me feel calm. Right. I mean, and look, I, I smoked forever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't, I've, I haven't smoked for over a month now, okay? Congratulations. Um, so just get off me. Leave me alone. Um, but that was because of my <clears throat> heart event. But the uh, that's another story. But the... Uh, uh, you know, Your motivation it's very different. was different. It was a different motivation. Yes, it was completely. But... Uh, they are, you know, I know that they're bad. See, I don't know that. I don't. I think the difference is like I, I knew, and I knew, and I know all the time. Okay, these things. I don't need to be smoking these things. They're bad. I know they're bad. They're bad, but they've been with me forever, and I'm just gonna, you know, that's fine. One more, it'd be fine. I'm, I'm, I might be the person that lives to be 185 years old and still smoking. We see those stories, you know, and they're out there. They are out there. They are rare, out there. but out there. Uh, and so, you know, you, you. You justify it, right? I mean, that, that's what we do. We do is justify. Oh, we all do for no matter what it is. But what health damage? And that's where you come in at, at, at the Brain Performance Center, right? What health da- health damage are we doing if I video game? If I game? Well, I will tell you this: uh, research has shown that those that demonstrate addictive behavior towards the internet, they score much higher for anxiety and depression. So there's something, yeah. and I go back to what I said, you know, addiction is a brain disease. It's because some of us can sit down and have two glasses of wine and walk away. Yeah. And some of us can't. And some of us can pick that game, that console up and play for a couple of hours. Be done. And be done. And some of us can't. Right. So I think that, you know, it's all about how your brain is wiring and firing. And how how the dopamine? How, what's going on in the in your head? You know. Well, everything in moderation. I mean, I've lived my life uh, with that motto: uh, everything in moderation, which is not true at all. But uh, we're supposed. To, I mean, we're supposed good. to. That sure does sound good. It sounds great. But uh, so, what from your end? If I say, you know what, my family. Uh, I think we're all addicted. I think my family is all addicted. And, you know, I, I do this, my wife does this, and this kid is this, and this kid is that. Um, do we do we come to you and say help? Well, there are a number of things that you can do. 
you know, if you want to approach it on the brain level, because the way that brain, everything you do, you don't do depends on how that brain's wiring and firing, how it's sharing information and what the timing is. And what I do is I look at all that. The good news is you can change that. And neurofeedback, which is one of the services that I do do, is being used at a lot of addiction facilities. Neurofeedback, neuromodulation, uh, with some fair success. Really? Mm-hmm. And what does that show? What does that show you? Well, that shows me that you can change the brain, whether it's addiction, anxiety, or depression. It's the the dysregulation that is creating the problem. You create regulation in the brain, and you can manage the problem. Now, you know, with addiction, are there some bad choices made along the way? Of well, course, of course. Of course. I mean, I've made a bad choice already today. It just, it happens. I mean, I just asked if you could come here, and you said <laughs> yes. That's all I'm saying. If you're already calling it a bad choice, I mean, we could wrap this thing up. But, you know, we all make them. And it's just walking, getting in the car. Oh, I didn't get my coat today, and it's going to be 30 degrees. Yeah, cool. You know, but, yeah, there's bad choices. But And that's where things like counseling, um, commitment, some people turn to their faith for strength. I mean, AA is built on, sure. built on that. So I think that there's a number of ways that you can approach it. But in my opinion, commitment with addiction, that is an ugly beast. And you've got to be committed. And so if uh, people want to... Uh, uh, get help or at least see if they need help. I mean, if you, if I'm asking myself, uh, you know, I think I need help. Odds are you probably do, right? Absolutely. I mean, if I, if I, if I think there's a problem, I don't even have to answer all your questions. Yes. I mean, if I think, man, I, things aren't going the way they should for me, you know, I'm not functioning at the level I should when was the last time I was happy? Why am I arguing with my husband all the time? Why am I screaming at my kids? Right. So there's a problem. Yeah. And so uh, what? what's the number one thing people should do? I think that people should reach out for help. And that can be to a counselor. That can be to a family member. Although don't, you're putting that family member in a, in a difficult situation. But it can be a pastor. You know, somebody, it can be different organizations you know, there's if you're feeling suicidal, there's a suicide right. hotline. And the wonderful thing about the Internet is you can Google it. And if you need help, you can Google it and you can come up with a resource. So if I have Internet addiction and I think that I have a problem, you want me to Google it, use the Internet to help with my addiction. Well, that's that's your that's your natural so mode of I mean, operation I'm all for that. Right? I did that with cigarettes for a long time. Man, I really should quit these. I'm going to buy another pack. Yeah, it didn't work. No, huh? it did not. It did not work very well at all. Yeah. So uh, if people want to contact you, how do they do that? Please. They can find me online at by Googling thebrainperformancecenter.com. That's here in uh, DFW? That's in, the in Metroplex? Dallas. Yes. It's right off the tow road at Preston and, and uh, Royal Lane. Okay. And they can call 817-500-4863 and request a complimentary consultation. And if uh, if I think that, uh, if I say to myself, I don't, you, I don't call, I'm not calling anybody. I have an internet addiction. Is there a website or something that I see people can go to? Absolutely. Go to my Facebook. Go to my, oh, better. Oh, go to social my, media. Go to my YouTube channel, the nice. Brain Performance Center. Nice. And then, of course, uh, thebrainperformancecenter.com. Yes. See how easy that is. All right, Lee Richardson, thank you very much. I appreciate your time. Thank you for having me.
All right, thanks for listening to uh, Chewing the Fat and uh, Fat Pile Friday. Nice to have you uh, along for the ride. Uh, just letting you know that uh, you know you need to uh, subscribe to the podcast. You know, please. It would be just so nice. Just subscribe to Chewing the Fat with yours truly, Jeff Fisher. Uh, you can rate and review and share it all uh, as time goes by. You can rate it 20 stars. You can review it best podcast ever. You can share it with whoever you want to share it with, uh, whenever you want to share it with. But first and foremost, you need to subscribe to the podcast. And that's a very simple process. Wherever free podcasts are sold, you go there and you subscribe. And then when you when I put out a new post... Uh, Monday through Friday, you'll get the boop, and you'll know that, oh my gosh, Chewing the Fat is brand new. Now, we've started uh, uh, sending it out uh, at a different time, although it doesn't really matter. Just when you get the alert, poop, that's when it's out. But uh, it is now uh, being posted at uh, 5.30 Central, 6.30 Eastern. So uh, you have time to uh, enjoy it, either finishing up your uh, drive home or you're finally at home for the evening and you can sit down and enjoy Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Uh, And I appreciate it very much. And then don't forget on Mondays, uh, I do two uh, podcasts. Um, I do Chewing the Fat, which you'll get later on in the afternoon, uh, early evening. And then uh, I do Talking Walking Dead, which you'll receive, you know, late morning um, on Mondays. And uh, if you don't like Walking Dead, you don't need to listen. Uh, you know, you do need to download it, and then then you can delete it. But you don't need to listen. Uh, I, and then you just chewing the fat will come out later that day. And then uh, some weeks I'm doing extra Saturdays. It's been uh, you know I got to do some interviews and I get some things started for your Saturdays. But there may be some some extra stuff on the weekends coming as well. And we've got some new ideas and some new plans coming for uh, as we get further into this year. Uh, I was put a little hindrance on my heart event at the end of last year, the beginning of this year, that slowed some things down. I know. I know. It's not your fault. It's mine. I appreciate it. But uh, as we uh, as we get into that, let's go over to the water cooler real quick before we get out of here on this Friday, all right? Oh, my gosh. I don't care what day it is. There is nothing like a cold Coke Zero sugar. Did you know yesterday, uh, you know, Valentine's Day, uh, beautiful Valentine's Day, 50 million strawberries were sold. That is amazing. 50 million strawberries. I didn't have one. I'm a little disappointed now. I didn't even have one strawberry with chocolate on it. Because your wife is allergic. I am a little disappointed that I didn't have any strawberries. We can still have strawberries in the house. I thought she could die. No, nah, that's honey. Oh, man, honey. Are you putting, if, I, if I wanted to... If I wanted to uh, if I was not a nice guy, if I just came home and opened up a jar of honey, uh, honey, could you come out here for a second? It could be over. But I don't do that because I'm a nice guy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, other headline now, the father of GPS. I, these people, what do they think they're going to use it for? The father of GPS, Brad Parkinson. Expected his technology to help cars navigate uh, and allow farmers to monitor crops. But Parkinson says he didn't expect companies to use the tech to track hundreds of millions of people. He's deeply troubled by it. Well, guess what? Uh, Your apps, uh, that's the way it works. Things move on. People evolved. And we use things the way it is. 
It'll be okay. We still love the technology, Brad. Thank you. Now, the trucking industry facing shortage of over 50,000 drivers. Uh, new unicorn, uh, Too Simple, is racing to be the industry's self-driving solution. So they really are starting to uh, really push on the self-driving trucks. I, we've got to get, we've got to have a, a truck driver day here on Chewing the Fat. Uh, send out some social media notices and uh, post it so that I take some calls and talk to our truckers. I love truck drivers. I love them out on the road. We've done it before when I filled in for Pat had a trucker day and talked to him on the road and saw what's going on and some of the new technology that they're being tracked with and how it's going. We've got to make that happen again because they make, if, if, if anything in the world makes America move, it's the truckers. And have you got the Daytona 500 this weekend? Yeah, baby. You ever been to the Daytona 500? It is, I mean, I'm not a big NASCAR guy and you know, the ratings for NASCAR has kind of been, um, poo, poo, poo down a little but uh you know they hoping to drum up a little business they've got some of the big drivers left and they're done racing and you know what you go to nascar they've got you know you show up at nascar you got 150,000 people wrapped around a track watching drivers turn left all day and that's what happens i mean i can remember my dad sitting in front of tv watching the nascar race and i mean i i can't i just can't I watch a lot of things. I watch a lot of things that go around in circles. I watch a lot of things that speed up and slow down. But I just, I don't know. I just can't seem to do the NASCAR. Yeah. Sorry. Hey! Have a great weekend. Happy Friday. (laughs) Oh, 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 oh,